Hi, I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. This is Romance with a Cocktail. This is the podcast where we read 50 romance novels in 52 weeks and discuss them with a cocktail to see what we can learn. Does that sound good, Ashley? I like it. First discussion this week, The Reef by Nora Roberts. All right, now we're on number two. All right, now we can uh, start with the cocktail. All right, so tell me about this cocktail. Um, This cocktail is pineapple juice, lime, orange juice. It's a Caribbean punch. Okay, it's pretty good. It's not as sweet as I expected. No, it's got a little ginger uh, ginger beer in it. And so why don't you tell me what inspired this cocktail? Well, of course, the reef. I mean, it's about the Caribbean and pirates and treasure hunters. Yes, that's right. We're reading and talking about the reef today. Like uh, scallywags. What are scallywags? Aren't those people that like steal your stuff? It's like another word for pirates, I think. There were definitely scallywags in this, if that's what the definition is. There were. Yeah. Yeah, The Reef by Nora Roberts, your number one. Number one seed of all the romance novelists, right? Yes, I have read everything she's written as Nora. I She does write under another name, J.D. Robb, but I haven't read those. Mm-hmm. And The Reef is actually the very first, what I would call, adult romance novel I ever read. Very nice. So what makes Nora Roberts better than all the other romance novelists out there? Although she hasn't written your favorite romance novel, but she's just the best, right? Well, it's not even that she's written the best novels. It's that she's so consistent. You can always count on her to tell a good story with, as I said in our last episode, likable characters that you want to see do well. And she just always does it. Mm. So I know I can count on her for a good story. Do you read romance novels where the characters are unlikable? Well, sometimes they might be less likable or like Mm. not as good. I mean, it's not that her characters don't have flaws, but, you know, they're they're always good. Hmm. I'm just wondering if one of the components of a romance novel is that the characters are pretty much likable like John Updike could never be a romance novelist because his characters are all terrible exactly and a lot of modern novelists would never be really romance novelists because their characters aren't that likable Hmm. they just do a lot of bad things and maybe you're supposed to support them but for me when I read a romance novel I want characters that I can root for yeah Okay. So overall impressions, this was your fifth time reading it? Is that what I understand? At least. I don't even know. I mean, the first time I read it was probably 23 years ago. So um, so you read it this time with the understanding that we were going to discuss it afterwards. Did you read it different. more carefully this time? What did you think? I think I tried to pay attention to the details because I know that's how you read, mm-hmm. whereas I might pick up a Nora and the first time I read it, I just kind of read through it to see what happens. I don't necessarily pay attention to all the descriptions and the details, but I know that's how you read novels, so I try to do that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I do that. Sometimes I do. Oh, okay. It feels like that's what you do. 
I tend to read really quickly. Yeah. So what struck you? Anything? Well, I mean, I'm Th- really... This, ti- this time around, not every time. I guess I could say that I wasn't even sure I wanted to read it this time because mm-hmm. I felt like I had read it not that long ago. I think maybe a couple of years ago. Did you get pulled right back in? But I did. That's It's amazing. Like I felt like it had to be the first novel because it's the first one I remember reading as an adult. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell you, one night, I just, like, you were on your travel for work, and so I was up, and it was about 11 at night, and I was like, I'm going to read. And I think I read two-thirds of the novel in that one night. I mm-hmm. couldn't stop, because it was so good. Like, her stories are just so good. <laughs> and I just love the characters. So this doesn't really subvert any of the, like, Okay, but before we, before we get into that, I feel like, I mean, we know that I, like, this. This is your first, what I would call, real romance novel ever. I read, I read Wuthering Heights. So, and that's debatable. Um, Perhaps we'll read that I in did, the end. That's not debatable. I did read it. It's debatable as to whether it's a nor- it's a romance novel. <laughs> so maybe at the very end of all this, we're going to read Wuthering Heights together and okay. decide what we think. Okay. But it's your first Nora. Yes, it's my first Nora. So what did you think? Well, she's a good writer. I mean, there are... Um, I, I had a list of my favorite like, of course you did. little lines. Uh, Ray and Buck, when they're diving together, they're laughing. And she goes, they're laughing like boys fresh from some misdemeanor. I like that one. I mentioned that to you all. You did. Nice. You did. And I mean, but you have to admit, it's also their relationship. It is like they're just like so fun mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Then she said, uh, another line was, she was young enough. And in love enough to be flattered. I forget what it was about. But it was, you know. I remember first... that line. Yeah. I don't remember what. It... Now, I don't either. <laughs> what it was about. But it was, I, it, it made sense. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I think it was Tate that sees Van Dyke, the big bad guy. He was terrible, right? Yeah, of course. And she goes, I could see him as a Roman emperor nibbling on sugared grapes while lions tore the Christians to shreds. He'd enjoy the show. You liked that? It's, I mean, it's an image right there, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Thunder grumbled a nasty old woman's chuckling. That was mm, a pretty that's good pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she's good about this, um, telling a story. I mean, this wasn't so straightforward. This has three parts. It does. She generally does that. Oh, does she? Mm -hmm. Okay. Not always past, present, but typically she'll have different parts Uh, to her novels. So is this a... Okay. And then, so I, what I was struck by was the similarities between this romance novel and our story. Really? Tell me more. Young lovers are together... Before they've grown up and sort of are in love with each other, and the guy is like such a jerk to her, and true. Eventually, they break up, and I mean, you know, she's got her own problems too. But does know. she really? She doesn't really have any problems. What are her problems? Well, I I think they don't see each other fully when they're young. That's, she, yeah. She doesn't see his feeling of inadequacy. And he doesn't see her innocence in 
in fullness. Well, he doesn't see what she could bring to him. She sees that. He, he sees doesn't. That. He's in love with her, but he he's he's uh he feels like he couldn't provide her what she wants. Yeah, because he feels bad about and himself. Right, right, right. But I mean, in a way, that might be she's true. Very like she doesn't know, and he is facing a really hard time. Yeah, because he's really proud, so he doesn't. I mean, he wants to do it on his own. Yeah, how do you feel about the whole anti-welfare? You know, it's funny because I really hadn't noticed that in the past. Mm, that didn't. But I well, did. did no, I was like, that seems unnecessary, and it's supposed to make him like better, right? Like he's it used to he's be willing to, to like stand up for himself and like take care. Yeah, but then it didn't have to be so hard. <laughs> There's also, I mean, there are some. I've got some good lines in here that I'm not sure they aged real well. You know, she she is a very traditional sounding. Well, this is an older novel. Novelist. You know, if we were professionals, we would have looked up when this came out, but we didn't, did we? Yeah, there was a lot, actually. Speaking of, uh, let me see if I can find it. There was a line. Did you notice the line about Trump? Yes, that was crazy. But it was not very flattering. But this was though. the 90s. This was written in the 90s. So. But you know how Trump comes up? Like, remember he's in Home Alone? And he is in other novels. Oh, it's about Van Dyke. And Van Dyke's thinking of himself. And so I guess back in the 90s, yeah, he was in Home Alone and everyone knew. And he had that board game and he had all that stuff. And, like, he was known as the flashy rich guy. Right. And so... Nora describes, first of all, she describes him as an Aquarian. Is Zodiac like a thing that she does? I mean, not always, but I mean, maybe she's trying to say that Van Dyke is into that because, you know, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, you might be a villain deep down. Well, no, it's just that he needs to be near water. And I do love being near water. I actually do. And I don't think that's about my Zodiac. I think it's about growing up in Mobile near water, but... I mean, I do love being near water. And so that wasn't really a bad thing about Van Dyke. He just needs to be near water. You're into astrology, aren't you? Secretly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows their sign. I'm a Cancer and I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I actually know nothing about a Cancer either. It's a crab, right? Yeah. So I'm a crab. Um, yeah, and then she says, no publicity-seeking Trump. Right? It, but it's like so true. And it's, it's still such a weird. It's a still thing in the 90s. a line you could say. Mm-hmm. But now you, she probably wouldn't even want to give him and that then, attention. In that same description, Van Dyke is thinking about Tate, who he's been like stalking for years. Which, okay, so that's, that's my biggest negative. Really? Why? Is that like the villain is not three dimensional, the villain is just like a crazy. Deranged, but I mean, we do get enough to know sociopath we, who 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 is borderline, like pathologically committable to a insane insane asylum, and then actually does get like well. But totally we insane. do see that he must have grown up in an environment that was similar. Like his mother clearly had mental illness. 
The not three dimensional. Okay, it was the nineties, so you know. I mean, and he's the villain. We're not supposed to like him. He's the the foil. He's the enemy. So, do most romance novels have villains? Nora typically writes more suspenseful. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested, you know, later on we should read a newer one to see if the villain is a little bit different. But she typically does have a villain who is like a bad guy, especially in these standalone novels. She also writes trilogies and those are different. But in the standalone novels, she does typically have a villain who's kind of part of the storyline and somehow that villain helps bring these characters together Mm -hmm. yeah well i don't know i just felt like he was he was too dramatic Hmm. i didn't i didn't have that same Mm -hmm. feeling i mean he was just the bad guy and like he's evil and they have to team up to fight Mm -hmm. him trying to think I'm, I'm right. I can none come to mind readily of like a real bad guy in a novel that was that was so well featured. All the bad situations of the novels that I've read have been more situations than like really truly evil characters. But there are lots of movies with evil characters. Yeah, but this isn't. Um, um, this is a book. Right. This is, you know, supposed to be fun to read. Yeah. It is. It's it was fun. I had I'm I I'm glad it. you thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I could tell when you had read almost the whole thing in about three days. I also had uh three flights this week, so hey. that helped. But you still read it. You could have gotten distracted by something else. No, I'm committed. I'm I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna be able to keep up with me. Oh, I definitely will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the depiction of southerners as like welcoming and hospitable and graceful under pressure i don't know you t- you tell uh, me that's how i did saw you, the southerners did you think, do you i think mean, she's got um a, a good understanding of what southerners are is she is is nora a southerner she's not she's a marylander right um well it's south of the mason dixon so maybe but that's not really south that's not really southern <laughs> I mean, I think she has a romance, like a romantic idea of Southern hospitality. Obviously. Are you and kidding so me? She, you think. She uses that. Her depiction of the house was just ridiculous. Like. What? When they went back to their house. Yeah. Didn't that sound amazing? Bank. Oh my gosh. Like, well, of course it sounded amazing. But there are places like that. I think like, that's what she does. I think. And I, I think that's what the Hallmark and the Lifetime movies, like the. The movies, the bad movies that you watch, you know. Okay, well, we'll debate bad, but you know, and Nora is not. You know, a they, they like the romance somehow is about like having this like really like charming setting. That's where romance happens. Well, but setting does matter. I mean, it's more romantic to be at the beach looking mm-hmm. out at the sunset than I don't know driving down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. Are, they're obviously like, you know, they're in a resort area and they're scuba diving and they're enjoying scuba diving. So that's like really cool. And then 
her home is in the Well, south. Nora does that. Nora, oh, there's like an interesting setting. Mm-hmm. Like there's a place you'd want to go, which I've never thought about before, but that's true. Her books almost always have a place you want to be in uh. them. Um, and now I'm generalizing because I'm sure we're going to find exceptions because she has evolved since uh. this book. So let's not talk about Nora, but romance novels in general. Is it, are the, are the settings charming? Have you read a romance novel where the setting is like, whoa, they're in a terrible place? I don't know. I mean, terrible. Your favorite, because... your favorite is one that, that war-torn Europe, right? Right, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if um, charming is necessary, but there's something interesting. Like how, if they're, but... if they're like being pursued by like warlords... Like, there's not that much time for romance in that sort of situation. You'd be surprised. Oh, are there? But, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, a lot of modern novels, I'm not sure the setting matters so much. It Mm -hmm. might not be romantic because it's more like they live in Seattle or, you know, they live in another city and they're walking around the city. And Mm -hmm. sometimes somebody might show them something charming about the city, but it's not like that hallmark. Everyone lives in a beautiful small town where there's no poverty or... um, problem Hmm. and i mean nora's not doing that i mean matt and buck were poor and matt had to work at a job he really hated to pay for buck and then buck was really struggling so she's not like not having struggles in her novel that's true and that would be true of most of hers alcoholism issues going on right i mean he lost his leg so yeah so it's excused in that case um, so did you like her depiction of, like, uh, the professor on the boat, on the ship who, like, first, who was, like, her mentor, her professor? He, um, he said her voice was, like, honey poured over brown sugar. She, he used that a couple of times. She used that sort of, like, description. You like that of the Southern? I mean, that whole romance of the Southern draw is unnecessary for me. It doesn't do anything for me. Does something for me. I wish. Oh, you does it? Speaking of something, does that so. make you feel yeah. more romantic? Yeah, it does. Oh well, I've lost mine now. I know you need to get it. I back. I have to try to get it back. Uh-huh. She actually at one point brought kudzu into. Well, kudzu is. I'm pretty sure you've written about kudzu before. Oh well, I mean, it's such a such an overused trope. That should be a dead a dead trope. Oh, um, okay. Hanks. Yeah, do we need to, like, have a dead words party for kudzu? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I mean, I have a question for you. Yeah. Like, what did you think of the actual romance between the characters? Well, I told you. I think that uh, it's very similar to ours. You know, they were together when they were young, but then they had to Go their separate ways, and then he had to win her back, and she was not gonna let him. But then, that is not the same. But then his his charm and savoir faire, really, you know. I mean, at one point she said said uh, what was it the defenses? Yeah, this is a good line. Closing her eyes, she fought off a wave of emotion. He still had a way of sneaking past any defense and seducing the heart of her. 
Because he can somehow connect with her in a way that she doesn't connect with anyone else. It's like it's like when I said, told your mother that I was gonna propose to you, and you and she said, "What'd she say?" Okay, she said, "I guess she never got over you." Exactly. It's a little less romantic like, and a little less dramatic than the story itself than the Nora. Mine was our story was very dramatic. You went all the way down to Paraguay. To see you. To right. win you back. Yes, I know. Because it's not to win truly me back. that you were pursuing me. I, I was. was actively pursuing you. Mm-hmm. I was writing you letters. You were receptive to me pursuing you was the mm, I don't know. I think perhaps you were perce- you were receptive no. to me. Okay. Okay, well, what was your favorite part then? Hmm. Mm. Uh, I My favorite part was, what was interesting to me was the sort of way the parents were involved in the romance. That was a little weird feeling, but yet um, real feeling. Hmm. You know, it was almost, you know, she had a very close relationship she with did. her parents. Ray. She did. Ray was his new, Ray and what was the mom's name? Marla. Marla. And, um, well, let me find that part. At one point he says, um, do you remember when he says to her, I, I think it would be very sad if we lost our wonder if we knew there was no possibility of magic, good or evil. It's almost like they were like kind of encouraging her to be with Matthew throughout the novel. I mean, they... I mean, they I were, don't know if they were encouraging Well, they, they saw something. They liked Matthew. They liked and him and they saw that maybe she liked him. Yes, but like any reasonable parent, they weren't like looking for her to throw away the rest of her life to be with him at whatever, however old she was, 20 at the beginning of the story? Yes. Yes. So, again, compared to, like, that one we just watched, The Ticket to Paradise or whatever, Mm -hmm. where they all just give up their lives and go live in Bali, I think it was. Oh, I don't don't even, I I didn't watch it that closely. You were with me in the theater. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Um, Unlike this Nora, which was very good, huh? I don't know if I'd call it very good. But it, she's a good... I got I got something out of it, for sure. Okay. Good storytelling. I mean, she obviously had it... She had it planned out and structured. Yeah, I mean, she has a formula at this point. Yeah, when LaRue joined, I, you know, as you know, I thought he was going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, and then... And then he was, but then he was double-crossing the bad guy, so he was actually good. You know? Right, but don't you think that's better? Yeah, it was It was interesting. But you knew that, like, something was going on with him. But he was also a fun character for Buck to have, because he was, like, a friend for Buck. Speaking of which. Okay. The depiction of the physicality of these characters, what did you think about that? I'd be interested in that. Um, I'm not sure I know what you mean. Well, I mean, she described in uh, very minute detail uh, Matthew's appearance, Tate's appearance, 
She actually, what, what made me think of this was she described the type of women LaRue wanted. Did you remember? I don't remember of, that, no. <laughs> I'll have you to really read. do read closely. I mean, mm-hmm. this is for enjoyment. Well, this, this is an exploration into what romance, what, what is this formula that well, causes in a way, though, romance to be, because there, there are places even in this novel where she parses the difference between seduction and romance. And I'll read that line in a second. Oh, I'm but interested. That feels like the meat of what we should be talking about, really. Well, no pun intended. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was a pretty thing, not dainty by any means. I think they're talking about his ship. But sturdy and tough, the way LaRue preferred his boats Oh, and his, his women. And his women. Yeah. And then, and then at one point he he goes, I have a soft spot in ro- for romance. He says that. So I guess we have to assume if he actually says I have a soft spot for romance. That there's something to what romance that he's a good is. Guy. Right. Like, we should have known that. Oh, oh, you're just like realizing that now, that that should have been. Well, that, that, he well was... that is why I kind of liked I mean, him. You seemed good. to like him. Yeah. Like he, you, you wanted to like to him. Like him. But then you're like, ah, uh, yeah. he's tagging along. You I know, mean, I'm but like, she kind of like, I mean, the one thing she does with her women, I mean, they're always beautiful. And they're always intelligent and very competent. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty strong, too. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, again, this one's pretty old. And she's, you know, she describes her as like thin and tall with really short hair. Which is not what you would expect, maybe, yeah. in a romance novel. Little, a little redhead, first of all. So first of all, Nora's redheaded, isn't she? She is. She is oh redheaded. It's very annoying. <laughs> I don't know why that's and then, annoying. And then, and then she's like, it, like, she says something like, it was a good excuse for a bikini, like her body filled it out nicely. She says that a few times. Again, this she, is kind of old. And then at one point, they're talking and she goes, I also have a delicate bone structure like my mother. I mean, that was too much. There was a lot that was like a little on the nose. It was like, you don't have to but be But you're that trying explicit. to see an image of these characters. But nobody says that. You would never say. Well, I wouldn't, I have but a delicate, I mean, never. I've got a delicate bone structure like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I would never, but. Right, that that's mean, just not. But, I mean, we say mm-hmm. lots of things in writing mm-hmm. that we would never say in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the past, she says she was sure it was the most romantic day of her life. She said that at one point. Whenever there's the word romance, it like shoots at me because I'm like trying to figure out this thing that we call romance. And so, do you remember when she said that? Is that the day they went to the beach, like in the yeah. before, yeah, like when she was young and yeah. innocent? Yeah. Of did, course, I mean because that was amazing. Did like, it seem romantic just, to you? Like, yes. I mean, what's not romantic about just Going on to an island with this guy that you we like. used to go down to Dauphin and, Island. Together. I mean, Dauphin Island is not the most romantic place. Why not? Because there's nothing to do there. We went there on romantic dates. Um, we did go there, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's always something romantic about the beach for sure. But you know, they're like going in these little places and shops, and they're just spending the day together, and they don't have anything like. Pressing them, there are no worries. There's just like, mm. 
time to be together and they're like discovering each other. Mm. So yes, I mean, that was super romantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the most romantic in the novel, but do you know what I think was the most romantic thing in the novel? What? No, I want you to try to guess. Um, when Matthew like tries to break down her defenses the second time around. No, I mean that just is part of the story. You have to do that. It's when he buys that little necklace and drops it down to her while they're treasure hunting for the gold Mm -hmm. on her birthday. And he drops the little necklace she wanted. And then, and then obviously she gets it, which is super romantic. But then she keeps it and pulls it out for their Mm. wedding. And that, that's super romantic. That's kind of a common thing to happen in romance novels. However, it's just, Mm. it gets me every time. I love it. Mm-hmm. Really thoughtful things that you just note because you're really intensely listening to your. Yes, exactly. That's what I said. Romance is about noticing mm. the little things. So it's ironic that you don't read your romance novels very closely. <laughs> I read them closer <laughs> than you do. Well, I don't need all the details of the romance novel. Mm. You got to just get the good parts. Yeah. Um, what about the, remember when she's, um, treasure hunting with the Van Dyke outfit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she gets the watch and there's this whole like part of her where she imagines, she's Mm -hmm. got like a gift for imagining how the people were. Mm -hmm. Like she's in tune with the objects. And emotionally investing. And then later on that comes to be like a thing that happens with the. Right, the magic she's necklace. open to the magic. Because yeah. she's really the hero and of the And the novel. inside of the band says, to David, my beloved husband, who makes time stop for me. You're like, oh, that's... Oh, I mean, I actually did get a few little tears well up. I mean, I didn't cry, <laughs> but I just started imagining it. And it's like so sad, but yet so mm-hmm. beautiful. And there's like, it's just so tragic. Yeah. Did you like the... So... So this is... But you didn't get any tears welling up imagining that? Oh, you know, that's like my... I won't even take a ferry with the kids in a further <laughs> country because I'm worried. <laughs> I hear about these. It, it, sounds, it happens, It sounds yeah. so scary. Like three kids, I'm not sure I could keep them all mm-hmm. above water, you know? Or in this case, you would have to put them on the lifeboat and you'd just have to go down with the ship. Well, I mean, that'd be easier than... The alternative? Yes, trying to keep them all afloat. Um, so the the description of their bodies, so his body was trim, muscled, and looked hard as granite, with its covering of ripped jeans and faded t-shirt. Yeah, because he's like, like a a hard worker, you know, like he's like Mm -hmm. very in shape, but not from like working out. He's like in shape because he works. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a description I have that in there of like, he says his hand is all scarred and like, yeah, knobby, and her hand is so delicate and small. Well, that's to like contrast the difference in them. And and, and he actually explicitly says, he he 
seem to say think that the, that's the main difference between them. And then they go, we get it. You don't have to. But that's not an uncommon thing. Like the rich, educated mm-hmm. girl, the blue collar, working class guy. Why don't Why don't you just describe it and then just let the reader come to that conclusion? Why do you have to have it described and well, then told to you? I mean. You know, sometimes people just want to have it there for themselves. Yeah. He says to her, wooing her. You know, he fell in love with her when she knocked him out of the hammock. Mm-hmm. Well, he was already in love with her, but he realized that he would never get over yeah. her in that moment. That's often. That's kind of a trope of romance. It's kind of like it's kind of like us. Mm-hmm. Like how you, is that like us? Well, you decided you loved me because I was the one. Who challenged you. True. Of all the boys. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there is something about that, right? Like, Is that a common thing in romance novels? They have to challenge each other in order to... Well, it depends on the main character. But when the woman is, you know, competent, good at what she does, she typically will want a guy who challenges her. Just like in the reverse, often there are men who are never challenged. Not necessarily in this novel because it's the reverse, but in a lot of historical novels, mm-hmm. that's what will happen. The man is maybe like a duke or something, and so no one ever challenges him, and there's a woman who comes along who actually challenges him. Because without challenge, you can't grow. Maybe our next one should be reading about a duke. I have right. thought of that. Will, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. <laughs> you might. Um, you never know. He says to her, while wooing her, that she has she all sorts of secrets in your eyes. And endless possibilities shimmering around you. Oh my god, that's too much. Okay, we should. Did you get a tingle when you? But um, we should get out writing about my eyes that you did when we were first together. I'm not sure it would be any less um, flowery than that. Think back. My almond eyes—they used to like really capture you. They still do. Oh, y'all, you used to write about them. Yeah. So I'm just saying, as you perhaps dismiss her writing, you might think about your own writing to me. All sorts of possibilities shimmering around you. Nobody. I mean, I'm pretty sure you told me that my looking at my eyes made you me made you want to be a better man. So. So that's not that different. That's way different than. With uh, all mean, endless possibilities shimmering around you with all sorts of secrets in your eyes and all sorts of possibilities shimmering around. That's what he's supposed to I mean, that. the secret part doesn't make sense to me because she's not that, like, like what secrets does she really have? But the possibilities, <laughs> I can see how he sees possibilities. Well, that was her. before they started banging, so. Hey, this is about love. <laughs> it wasn't when they started doing it. She was, like, still keeping it at arm's length. Even after they started doing it. That often does happen. But that's because she was hurt before and she didn't want to be hurt again. Mm -hmm. She had to protect herself. Mm -hmm. She changed unfairly, unfairly, he thought, gorgeously, mouth-wateringly, while she'd been fresh, lovely, and sweet at 20. The woman she'd become was heart-stopping. Ugh. I mean, he Maybe. thought she was beautiful. What's wrong with that? That's fine. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's just, it's too much. Some of this is too much. Hmm. 
too much. Perhaps it's just enough. And then there's like a part where she goes, Lassiter, you've got as much a chance of seducing me as a rabid skunk does of becoming my favorite pet. There's nothing you could have that I want to see. Well, clearly she oh was. Oh my god, that not, was just so ridiculous. You know, rabid but it was just like skunk. Hey, I mean that's interesting. You probably never read that in a novel before. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll use that sometime. And then she comes around. Nothing and no one had embraced her heart so completely before him, just as nothing and no one had ever broken it so totally. And so callously. Well, that's true. I mean, he did. He shattered her heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do. But then, you know, like, it kind of, they kind of get there where, like, really in the in-between, they just went about their lives. And, like, yeah, they thought of the person occasionally. But it wasn't, like, it was constantly heartbroken. But in the moment, she was heartbroken. Were you constantly heartbroken when we were broken up? No. You weren't? No. So it was, like, the same. Yeah, I mean, kind of, right? Like, it was very terrible to be away from you at first. And, like, not for you, because you you were, like, ready to go do your own thing. But for me, it was really sad. We still dated when we were in school. Yes. We tried to make it work, but then it just... You, yeah, you didn't want to make it work. I already knew. However, that aside... You know, you like get to have your own life. You have your friends, you have your life, you have your work, you have whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it, then seeing him again brings all those emotions back. Yeah. He stared at their hands, hers narrow and white, his beneath it big, scarred and rough. That, he supposed, illustrated the difference between them as well as anything could. Yeah, because he has low self-esteem because he much. doesn't have, he's... He doesn't have the education and the money and all that. But then he's obviously talented, right? Like, he built that beautiful boat, and he's so willing. Like, he's doing everything he can to take care of his uncle. So he's, you know, he's got these talents and abilities. And then at that point, they show the parallels. So remember Angelique? In Etienne? Of course, yes. And so Angelique has red hair, so you're supposed to see those. Right, like parallels. are they somehow connected across the cosmos? Yeah. Yeah. You have Is to that just... normal for romance novels? Yeah. Well, for Nora. Okay. Not all novels have supernatural. Is her J.D. Robb supernatural? It is, but I haven't read it. It's like a time, a futuristic cop setting? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> read it. <laughs> um, but she often has some, like I said, she has something supernatural in hers, but there are plenty of writers who don't. But he loved her, and that left him a victim bleeding on his own battlefield. What do you think of that? Oh, the good line. Oh, you I like that? Yeah, yeah. You feel like that can be true? Well, I just, it's a good, it's a good metaphor, and... Yeah. You know, she, it would... It was apropos of nothing, so it was, it was good. Okay. Um, so here's the first line about seduction versus romance. If she was strong enough to resist seduction, she was certainly strong enough to resist romance when they're going out on their first date in the, in the present section. Hmm. 
But why could you, I mean, to me, it would be easier. So there's already a distinction and like the reader's just supposed to know the difference between seduction and romance. But it's so interesting because I would think it would be much easier to resist seduction than romance. But she's saying that it's the opposite. Like if she can resist seduction, she can Explain certainly to me what that means. romance. Well, seduction is like, I want to get busy with you. And I'm going to do the things to get busy with you. So that's like your desire. You're not fully the, in control of your desire because that romance, just like overtakes This romance you. novel had seduction and it was part of the romance. Well, I don't think it has to be separate, but it is. A, so it a could su- be separate. It's a subset within romance. Right, and you could But it could seduce, be separate. You could seduce without romance because seduction is about desire. You can seduce without romance. I think so, because but then it wouldn't be romantic. Like we know even when they're even when they're who's seducing whom, I'm not sure because he clearly loves her, so it's not really like he's seducing her. Because even though she may not be actively seducing him just by being there with him and like interacting with him, like he's being drawn in. So it's kind of a weird distinction. Mm-hmm. But even when they're doing that you know that actually they love each other. So there's always feelings Mm. involved. More feelings than just, like, desire. Okay. So seduction's about desire. That's what I think. Romance is about love. Well, I mean, it feels like you can't really separate them that. But like I said, to me, romance is about noticing and about those little moments where there's no real end goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas seduction has a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. That's a, that'll be like the, the pull <laughs> quote for this <laughs> this podcast. Um. So the the first time after. The but wait, wait. What about you? What do you think the difference is? Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think you're right. Um, it can be a subset of romance, or it can mm-hmm. be separate. Is what you the distinction you made, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think that's right. I mean, I'm just making this up. It's not like I've really thought about it before, but you mm-hmm. asked me the question. I've, I will say, I've never really um, done seduction outside of romance. It's never been a thing that I did. Well, do you think it really happens in life? I guess it does with people. It does, definitely. But, like, I've think never... It, think about, like, the one friend from college. That you who have? Had lot, who had lots of girlfriends. It had nothing to do with romance. Right. Yeah, he that's didn't, true. He didn't like any But of he them. didn't really have to seduce them, either. I mean, I mean, he, he seduced them. He, by he was walking very... in the room? <laughs> right. I mean, he did. <laughs> he did, sure. I mean, he had to pursue them. I mean, sometimes he did. It's interesting because in romance novels, there is a lot of seduction. Mm -hmm. And often you don't see it, but often the male character, again, this one's different because this is Nora, but if you read historical, there's like a lot of seduction that leaves like the character jaded and not believing in love or romance. Mm. So they do see it as, like, this active, constant thing that happens. But, like, for most people, is that what it is? 
Maybe. Who knows? Their first time. Uh-huh. When they're together. Mm-hmm. She writes, the tenderness was so unexpected. Do you remember this? I do. So seductive. Because then it becomes romantic. It becomes about feelings, don't you think? Because it was tender? Yeah. It was gentle. It was... It. I mean, I assume it was like it was about her... You know, it was about their feelings. Not just about... Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting busy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he goes... He supposed it had always been beyond the physical. So it's not just about the physical. It's about the... Not for them. Right. Right. And we already know that. That's why we already see it that way as we're reading. So in the future... So they start, as you would say, doing it. As I would say, banging. They start banging, but she won't give him her heart. Right. She's protecting it. And she says... To care and to want were a far cry from being in love. But that's about him, right? She'd believe... No. That's about her. Oh, she's lying to herself. She'd believed once when she'd been young and soft-hearted and ready to dream. She'd believed in the possibility of magic and the myth and mystery. She'd believe in a great many things. Don't you think that's true? When you're young, you believe in everything. Well, and the possibility of anything. And then you get older and you don't. As sure much. You do. Not as much. Because life shows you that it's not always, like everything is impossible. Oh, that's so sad. Hmm. But I think it's true. Hmm. It's like the innocence question. It was naive belief maybe when okay. she was young. But we want we want to believe in magic and mystery. It's more romantic. Mm-hmm. Well, we do we do believe it. We go to church. That's true. But sometimes you don't see it as much in your everyday life. Maybe. But then maybe, there are moments where maybe you do. If you're not attuned to but it. there are moments where you do when right. like. You have that feeling that when you're young, though, you have it a lot mm-hmm. because everything is scary and great and amazing and endless. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you were asking about it. I just started talking because I do remember that line. Well, to care and to want were a far cry from being in love. So that goes back to the question of desire and physicality versus but emotion. also, don't you think it's like parsing things that can't be because she wants to parse it out and say, well, she can care about him and she can want him, but that doesn't mean she has to be in love with him because she doesn't want to be in love with him. So it's like the head and the heart. And she's logically saying these are different when in reality they're not, for her at least. There's a point at which my, Matthew goes, you like macho, huh? Do you remember this? I think so, because I was like, Peter's going to notice this. (laughs) And Tate says, in small, tasteful doses. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great. (laughs) 
And because, you, you like, agree with, I, I agree. Like, you like it a little bit, right? But you don't want, like, macho can go wrong. Yeah. But, like, there's something, you know, that can be good. <laughs> so that's, I think that's great. Because <laughs> she's, like, a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. But who loves him? No matter how strong and self-reliant. Oh, see? A woman who has a man who loves her enough that he would literally give his life for hers is very lucky. That's Marla talking to Tate. Well, I would say that that's true because when you have a relationship that's that deep and important, it matters and you're lucky for it. Now, a man should also feel the same about having a woman who would... I didn't finish it. Oh, oops. (laughs) You want to hear the rest of it? No, no, finish your thought, well, and then I'll say, read the rest I of it. I would say that the man should also be happy that he has a woman that would give her life for his. Mm-hmm. But, okay, continue. Equality and common sense aside. Oh, I do remember that. I was like, no, Nora, don't say that. She couldn't help but smile over it. Damned if she didn't have a white knight after all. Oh, I know. I was like, Nora, <laughs> Nora, No. <laughs> She's writing it for women. You're solidarian among women. She doesn't expect a man to read it, like me, to read it and try to like tease out these little. I mean, components of romance. I doubt she would write that now, mm-hmm. but it's still that idea. You like, I've said it before. Like, romance is having someone to share with mm-hmm. and like be there for. But you don't have to use, like, the white knight saving. Because she ends up saving him. Yeah. I mean, he saves her, too, so they kind of both save each other. But that's, like, great. Yeah. So at the end... hmm She ends up with a magic necklace... And she calls his name in her head before she drowns. Because they're cosmically connected, yeah. Is that is that how you feel we're connected? I mean, sometimes I think maybe you're not listening to that connection. Because I kind of like expect <laughs> you to know things um, without me saying them. And it mm-hmm. feels like it works better if I just say the things I want you to know. It does work better. Yeah, but like they didn't even need that. Yeah, but she was dying. Yeah, so maybe it like if I was didn't happen in everything. Like, didn't happen the first time when he like was mean to her and made her break up with him. It's true. They did not have a cosmic connection then, but they yeah. weren't ready for it yet. That's why they probably probably Thank thinking back. That's probably why they didn't find the necklace in that wreck is because they weren't ready. Yeah. Because if you're dying, I might might hear it, but otherwise, otherwise it's not. You should probably enough. tell me. <laughs> It's just that they're connected. And they are like, they're worthy of finding Angelique's necklace. Yeah. Because again, they're not looking to gain anything. Although they do want to be famous. So it's interesting that like she's all like wanting to be famous, but she really looks down on him for wanting to gain money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that. She wants the prestige and the museum named after Yeah. Her. So it's not like she doesn't want something out of all this. Mm-hmm. So overall, like, in terms of Nora's, it's like one of the top, right? 
Well, now it made me want to read all of them again because I didn't, again, like I said, I wasn't thinking I was going to enjoy it, but I did. But it's older. But some of our older ones are the best. So it's a good one. It's definitely one of my favorites. So is that is that formula, like they're together, but then they break up and then they have to figure out how to get back together? Is that like a normal thing? No, it's not because it's not always that span of time. I mean, there's always a conflict in romance. So, like, you're together, you like each other, you may or may not admit it. Something happens to separate you, you come back together. But sometimes that's over the span of three months of getting to know each other. So that's every romance novel? Oh, pretty much. There's always a conflict. There's not, like, just it starts with a conflict and they like each other and then they work throughout the novel to get over it? Oh, no, that would be too real. Oh. No, definitely not. Well, you know, Something it's very, it's keeps very much them apart. our story. That's Something very keeps interesting. them apart. But nobody has a story like us. We're like, we were high school sweethearts. We broke up for... Surely people have that story. We're not, not that. Not that many. No, they don't, because usually they stayed together if they got married. Or, you know... Or I just, they broke up. I just up. don't know that many other than in our parents' generation. That is more common in our parents' generation, actually. So that Like may, us? Yes. But I... Really? I've I've met a few people. Like they that dated like, in high school, they broke up. They're like up. in their sixties and seventies that uh dated their high school sweetheart and later on got married. Like I know people who have dated their high school sweetheart and got married to them. I don't know anyone who dated, broke up, went on, did their separate thing for like six years mm-hmm. and then got back together and got married. Yeah. For the first marriage. I always hear stories of people like their second marriage. Well that's marriage what's that very happening. interesting about this is it's very similar. Well, I love stories like this. But this is a a, a common formula. It's not uncommon. Yeah, mm. it is. It's interesting because well, that's you know our story, are like... but that's not that's not a common story that you hear from people. So I'm surprised they would write that. But again, it's the conflict. Here, it's a little different from us because ours is kind of a natural human story of like, oh, we went away to college, we did our own thing, and then we got back together. Still unusual. Because, I mean, romance novels are supposed to be mm-hmm. unusual. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that interesting. Mm. Although, you're right. Like, why is there not one about, like, working through? Yeah, meet each other in college and just working through problems until you get married at 28. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, this, there's always a conflict. There has to be a conflict. Yeah, I mean, you'll see. There are some other novels I could show you, but I don't want to get too much into them. Um, But I do feel like, I mean, if we're wrapping up, I feel like you have to tell me what did you learn about romance from this novel. I think the the main thing I've learned is it's sort of like, I think we talked about this briefly, but I think it's like setting, but it's bigger than setting. I think it's a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm around the relationship that turns it into romance. I think there are mm. lots of things. It's like an ecology almost. Interesting. That feed into the romance. So, you know, that's why we were talking about early on about the the house and then the parents are, are sort of involved and that's important too. Like all these things are important to filling out what becomes what we call romance rather than seduction or rather than a fling. Because, you know, she's dating guys when she's in college right. and apart. And, like, oh, they have a line that he's he's a muscle-bound, empty-headed jock that yeah, she that dates. Yeah, that didn't age well either. That was not, like... 
But I think it was Van Dyke saying that, so maybe it's okay that he said it, since he's a bad guy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway. Yeah, so I think what I took from it was that there is, that there's a lot surrounding it mm-hmm. that causes two people to feel like they are experiencing romance. That's interesting. I mean, but it's kind of like you saying we should have a cocktail when we do this because you were like, there needs to be something to make it feel special or like feel like a date even. Mm-hmm. So there was something that you recognized that it had to be more than just something we were doing. No, I, I mean, that was more just my... I mean, I was trying to give you some credit. But... Yeah, I mean, it was it was more a hedge against my um, proclivity to, like, formulate. Oh, okay. You know, like, I, I want to do... I want to. I want to check this box. I want to do these mm-hmm. things. I want to. But that cannot this. be romantic, actually. Right. Yeah, like. Well, and it's not fun. And you right. Would, you would. Right, and you got to have both of those it. things. You would not enjoy it after a little while. I, I just wanted it to not feel like work. Right. So I guess on, on on some level, it could be one of the things that makes this. Yeah. Better. Romantic. Mm-hmm. Right. What did you take from it? You know what I'm noticing also is that do men experience romance? So you don't think they... Well, tell me in this novel, did Matthew at any point get romanced? He did not. But really, did he? I don't know. You tell me. It seems like men, it's like, now these are like, if you think about like the woman, like these are written for women. They're like about what women want to experience. They're like an ideal for women. So that's kind of interesting question of whether the man's romancing. But I mean. I mean, she romanced him just by being herself. And being around him and making him believe in the possibility. Hmm. But we'll see. Let's see. Where is there active romancing of a man? I feel like usually that translates more to what we're calling seduction. Hmm. And often that's how the woman shows that she's romancing the man. Hmm. But we'll see if that holds true as we read more. Well, I'll take that kind of romance. (laughs) Right? So... Any last words? Any last thoughts before we close off? No, but I'm glad you enjoyed your first Nora. I hope we'll read more together. What are we going to read next week? I think we're going to go for The Wild Rose. All right. It'll be a different take. Yeah. All right.